Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Early on a sports. Derek Carr. Jets again. And crazy wild card weekend. Let's get it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Welcome into episode number 96 of the Brilliant Sports Podcast on Thursday, January 12th. Back with no other than JD Kingsley. I mean, who else would it be? Yeah, man. I, I don't know. If somebody else is coming in for me, then I didn't get the memo. <laughs> no, we got Jalen Hurts in. We got, we're not bringing back, you know, no backups are coming in today. So oh, okay. Yeah, no, I like, I like the sound of that. I like the sound of that. But before that, we got Wild Card Weekend. I'm pretty excited about that. Pretty excited about that. Wait, what? You- Wild Card Weekend, buddy. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> hey, man. No, we're all hyped up here on a Thursday night. We're a bit tired, but. We're recording for a Friday show on a Thursday night here, fellas. So, fellas, ladies, anyone else who's listening, we're uh, happy to be here tonight just, just chilling out with you guys or for you guys, whatever it is. We're going to get through this show, and uh, hopefully you'll listen to it on the correct day. I'm sure by Friday there will be a lot more news that's come out, but we're just coming here just to relax, to hang out with you guys, and uh, just to have some fun with it. So, Aaron, guess who's going to be having some fun in the off season? Zach Wilson uh, is not my first <laughs> guess, but may- maybe him because he, does- he doesn't seem to care about if he wins or loses. So maybe him. I don't know. Who, who do you got in mind? Well, per Woody, I mean, you got the right uh, place, that's for sure. The right organization. Per Woody Johnson, the Jets are willing to pursue a veteran quarterback. Robert Sala and Joe Douglas, the GM, have no playoff mandate. So apparently, up there in Jets land, they don't really care whether they make the playoffs. All they want to do is get a- an older QB. So. It is what it is. But no, seriously, um, we know that the Jets are going to start pursuing somebody. And uh, your favorite and mine just got benched a couple of weeks ago and has now put out a bye-bye letter from, from Las Vegas. So, Mr. Derek Carr, you think he uh, could possibly be, the, be that guy for the New York Jets? His salary cap hit's pretty high, but if they release him by February 15th, Las Vegas will only have like a five mil cap hit. Dude, last year, I know I just asked you a question, but let me monologue just for a second, a second longer. But get this, bro. The Indianapolis Colts and Jim Irsay, or Irsay <laughs> offered two first-round picks for Derek Carr last year. Two first-round picks for Derek Carr. And now we're looking at the man probably being cut. Maybe they'll get a fifth or sixth rounder for him. Insane. So one man's uh, trash is another man's treasure. <laughs> 
is, is that what we're saying here? Where's Derek Carr going, man? I'm going to stop rambling. Let's go. No, that's awesome. I didn't know that. So you're definitely uh, no credit to the research department. That's all JD there. So step it up, boys, in the back. But anyways. Uh, you hear that? Uh, you suck. <laughs> the uh, Derek screw Carr. you, Aaron. <laughs> uh, nothing. It's, it's a. It's not even a love-hate relationship with them guys. But anyways. No, I uh, look in the mirror and that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I am research. <laughs> all right, uh, all right. Continue nah, here, sir. Derek Carr, I mean, dude, two first-round picks for him. I mean, I think you're kind of asking. That's, that's, I mean. That's what they offered, bro. I mean, dude, if I was Las Vegas, I'd really, I might jump at that. I mean, but then he was coming off just a playoff loss to Cincinnati in which, I mean, they almost won that game. And, and, you know, Cincinnati advances to the Super Bowl and obviously drops that game, but the rest is history there. But so it's a $5 million cap hit for the Raiders. That's really nothing. It's like kind of um, about February 15th. Yeah. I think they will just with the, how bad this season has gone. And, and I mean, he, he just has underperformed massively this year. But I mean, dude, if I'm the Jets, I mean, he's an option. I, I would like to see how much Geno Smith's going to cost if, if he hits that free agent market. You know, I don't know if Seattle you know, tries to secure him or, or what they do there. But I, I don't know, man, the, Jet, the Jets ruin everybody. And it seems like at quarterback, no matter who it is, it, it's one of those things. I think if Derek Carr goes there, I mean, yeah, they have good receivers and they have a much better defense than the Raiders. Cause he's never, if you look at the stats, Derek Carr's never had a good defense, but that offensive line is absolute trash bags, trash cans, um, diarrhea whatever you want to call it so um, <laughs> what <laughs> i mean Derek Carr is going to be running for his life and i mean yeah he can get out of there but it's, he, he's not he's not lamar jackson he's not uh jalen hurts so I, that could be another long year for him i don't think i'd make the plunge on him i'd try and get somebody a little bit more mobile if i'm the new york jets um but they got to do something obviously uh, i like zach wilson but he he's not the guy it seems i don't at all so i don't like zach wilson <laughs> uh, i mean you think you figure that the Colts would be a good option. You know, they went with about the slowest quarterback in the NFL, not named Tom Brady this last year with Matt Ryan. So Derek Carr would definitely be a huge upgrade for him. But, you know, another option. What about the Bucks? You know, Derek Carr going in. If, if Tom Brady just decides to bounce out of there, which is very possible, you got talented receivers down there. Godwin, Mike, Mike Evans, who has all those thousand yard seasons in a row. I mean, they got a, they got a pretty solid solid team down there do you think maybe the bucks go out and get them i mean I, I like that a lot more that's a better fit i think just because i mean their offensive line is better um it's been banged up this year but it's better than the jets for sure i mean he has established weapons i'm not saying i'm the biggest Derek carr fan of all time i like the the person there Derek carr seems like a, a very ups, upstanding citizen if i if i do say but uh this way i look at it man josh mcdaniel's so, like as a head coach, he's never done anything anywhere, uh, and I think you're continuous, continuing to see that because under that interim head coach last year, man, Derek Carr looked pretty pretty damn impressive. Like he's one of those guys that lasts in this league for what like he puts up good numbers. Everybody thinks that you know, oh, if we had Derek Carr, we we might win. Derek Carr hasn't proven to be a winner, but I think he can elevate you, and especially if you're the Jets or. Uh, I mean, if the Bucks lose out on Brady, like who who else are they gonna get? I'll be shocked if he finishes his his career with with a Super Bowl. I, I just, for whatever reason, man, he just doesn't he doesn't win the big games when when needed. Yeah, in his statement to to Vegas, he he did say, um, 
I don't, this is not verbatim, but that fire is still burning inside of him for, for a championship that actually might be verbatim actually. So if it is, then, then I got a good memory. If not, then that's okay. Cause I, I had the disclaimer, but you know, he obviously is a fierce competitor. You know, we know he had those tears coming out of his eyes when, when he was just trying to, you know, uh, rile up the troops and um, rally, not rile, rally the troops and rile them up, um, but, you know, weeks me, and weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'll butt in real quick. I kind of mock him just for fun sometimes he, he, when he said, he said, man, I'm pissed off. Just the way he, <laughs> the way he said that was, uh, I don't know, man, it cracks me up every time here. I, I'll go back and watch that just to hear him say that. For, oh, so, dude, that's funny. <laughs> I don't mean to, that's I don't funny. mean to bully him in any way, but just, he has like some type of accent that guy has. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's, uh, it's pretty funny anyway. But what do you got? What do you got against accents there, boy? <laughs> <laughs> Wild car weekend. Wild car weekend baby so well a team that will be playing in the wild card the bills and, and we'll talk a bit about that game but just want to give one of the most positive updates that we've ever been able to give on the show and that is uh, demar hamlin is home he was released from the hospital and that's just just an incredible thing uh he went through a comprehensive medical evaluation as well as a series of cardiac neurolog- neurological and vascular testing on tuesday and he was deemed that he, he could indeed go home so Praise God for that. Um, just, it's definitely been a huge, huge thing in the NFL these last last few weeks, and just been so many thoughts and prayers, and so many good things have come out of this tragedy. And you know, the best thing is his health is now. You know, obviously he still has some time, and people people are hoping he can come back onto the field and step back into the Buffalo Bills uniform, and and that would be incredible if he does. But if not, at least we know he's safe at home and, and he's making a great recovery. So I hope with that, people also give T Higgins some love as well. I really hope that Higgins is able to, to just breathe better. And it wasn't his fault, but I know a lot of people blamed him for it, which was absolutely disgusting. So there's a big, uh, big shout out, you know, some great news there. So um definitely happy about that. Another thing, man, do you remember Peyton Hillis I running, do. Back, for, running Matt, back for the Browns? Matt, a Madden cover athlete too. Yeah, seriously. He had one incredible year, made the cover of the Madden curse hit. Nobody ever heard from him from him again well (laughs) we got Blaine Gabbert down in in Florida being a hero um former NFL running back Peyton Hillis is on the road to recovery after the accident in which he rescued his kids from drowning he was in critical condition and remained at the ICU for an extended period he's now off the ventilator and is doing better so absolutely wild you know but again praise God for that all kinds of good news as far as you know NFL players or former NFL players just making recovery so just another positive, you know, to be thankful for going to, into this new year. So it was a bit of a rough start for the new year, but now things, you know, can they smooth out and we can just get to you know, deal with good old fashioned, you know, football and, and good health for everybody. We want everyone to, to stay safe. That's for sure. Except Tom Brady, but no, jeez. Uh, you know, <laughs> oh, that probably won't make the, the cut for the show, but in all no, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep it. Tom Brady but, probably has enough uh, power in and of himself to get us canceled. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't wish like, I, I shouldn't say it like that. I just want to, I want to put that guy in the turf if we play him, but that that's something we'll get into later in the show. But no, that's, that's awesome, man. I mean, uh, you know, just being heroic like that. I mean, a lot of people say, oh, that, that football player is my hero because he plays football. Like, you know, I, I understand that completely, but these are actually heroic things going on, like yeah. uh, real-life stuff. Uh, Absolutely. And you, and you love to see it, man. Pey- Peyton Hillis was – I mean, it may have been – maybe it was only that one year that he was really a dominant, but that guy could actually absolutely run over people uh, in that season for whatever reason. He just – 
he was a man among boys. Uh, I know he ended up towards at the end of his career at the Giants. Um, unfortunately, he didn't do too much there. But uh, short career, man. Uh, you yeah. Know, if you look at that seven-year career, just wasn't used that much. Um, only a little under three thousand career yards. Kind of crazy to like, think. Like fourteen hundred of them were in that one season. I think where they picked him for the Madden cover out of nowhere. It's just like, yeah. what, what, who's this guy? <laughs> Something exactly, like that. Exactly. Exactly, man. And he was a seventh round pick. So I mean. In all respect, he probably overachieved what what anybody thought he would be. So, but yeah, all, all credit to him for obviously saving his kids and and what he's off the ventilator now himself. Um, yeah. After that, yep. so good news. Yep, he's breathing on his own, and hopefully he'll be heading home in the near future. And we got some more home, so lots of positives all around. You did mention seventh round, and I'm going to bring up another seventh rounder. We've been saying it, Mister Irrelevant, who is the most relevant of all time from that position. I have to ask you a question, man. R- rookie of the year. Now you look at Brock Purdy's stats. They're, they're not. They're not the purdiest thing. Ah. But w- with that being said, he has played some clean football. He has yet to lose, and he has the San Francisco 49ers sitting nice, ready to head into the, the playoffs against a going to be more than likely extremely overmatched Seattle Seahawks team. But do you think that Purdy has a a legitimate chance of getting rookie of the year or is it too late in the season? I mean, Garrett Wilson, whew, that man is, that man's a, a force. You made a good point with Garrett Wilson. Uh, just because the way I look at it too, is like, look at the quarterback play on that team. And he still put up those monster numbers. I mean, he's over a thousand yards, 3.4% drop rate, which is like nothing. Um, two, two drops out of 139 targets. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's elite stuff right there. I don't know, man. I mean, you can make a you can make a case for Kenneth Walker too. I mean, as, mm-hmm. as a rookie running back, he has a thousand and fifty rushing yards, uh, nine touchdowns. He had a buck sixty five, you know, receiving. Not, but I mean, he was a Heisman finalist out of Michigan State. I've kind of sung his praises for a while. Um, I don't know, man. It's tough to argue against. I mean, quarterback position is so crucial, but. I mean, we've seen Jimmy, like if, if Jimmy G was on another team, would he have the success or, or is it the sit? Now we go back to, is it the quarterback or is it the system? You know what I mean? But you, you can only control with what, what's in front of you and you can only beat the teams in front of you. And I mean, I mean, he, he's, he's balling, dude. There's no 67% completion percentage, 107.3 uh, quarterback rating. Like the kid is a stud, hasn't lost a game. I think it'll go to him because he plays the quarterback position. Like, no disrespect to anybody else, Kenneth Walker or uh, or Garrett Wilson, but I mean, he's he's balling like at an elite level, not even at a, a good level. Like, he's he's balling. So, yeah, I don't think it's fair anymore to say that it, you know is he just a system quarterback? I mean, obviously they have put a great system in place. They have weapons all around him, but the kid still has to make the throws. He has to make the reads. He has to make the throws. I mean, he and Kittle are sweet like Skittles, man. When when they go. Ooh you know, throw the ball down the field. They just have a connection and touchdown after touchdown. He makes very few mistakes. He's only thrown a few interceptions. Like you said, a hundred plus just QB rating. I mean, I, I honestly think that the 49ers have one of the best problems that you can have, and that's having more than one extremely capable quarterback. Um, now, hopefully they don't make the wrong decision. Like, you know, the Eagles potentially did when they gave Carson Wentz all that money and started him after Foles won on the Super Bowl, But, I mean, I, I would love to see Brock Purdy have a career. Just that came out of nothing. And uh, I know nothing against Trey Lance. I, I like, I also really like Jimmy G and the way he handles himself. I think he's a consummate professional. And I really hope that he can he take his talents to to another team. I would love to see someone like the Jets get Jimmy G and, and him to be able to excel there. 
because the I mean Jimmy G with Garrett Wilson and you know some of the other young talent there, Brees Hall. I think he could really succeed. And you know, obviously Jimmy G has experience with Salah because Salah was the defensive coordinator for the the 49ers before becoming the Jets head coach. So I just thought of that now. But what do you think? Jimmy G is a Jet. Let's go, baby. What do you think? I, I, I like I like where you're going with that. Like I said, though, man, they gotta. I mean, you talk about a guy that's as slow as molasses. I mean, that's Jimmy G. Uh, so watching that Jets offensive line is is like I don't know if they know how to play football, man. Sometimes I'm watching them. <laughs> so I I like the fit. I just think if you go that way, you gotta re up that off like offensive line gotta be at the top of the priority list. Like they were a decent. I'm not even gonna say decent. They were a, a, an above average quarterback away from making the playoffs. The Jets were. Uh, this season so I mean yeah Jimmy G would be an upgrade over Zach Wilson I agree with that uh, oh absolutely I, I think Zach Wilson still like I'm, I'm gonna give him the uh not the benefit of the doubt but I think if you te- if you got a hundred percent potential out of Zach Wilson which we might never see I think he could ball in this league but I think Jimmy like you said I mean I think Jimmy G the experience like if Zach Wilson sits behind him for a year sees how he he operates how he you know prepares for the game that can only be a good thing too so Definitely a good point. I don't know if Brock Purdy can sustain this long term, but that's that's pretty much it. Like you know, we don't know if Jalen Hurts can sustain this long term. We don't know if you know that that's a question for a lot of guys. Kenny Pickett's another one. Like you know, what's he going to be in the next two three years? But uh, he he's definitely making all those guys are making a case for why they were you know uh, why they're playing right now and and why they maybe should continue to play, especially. Brock Purdy being such a late, you know, Mr. Irrelevant, like it is, it is a cool story. I, I just not a big 49ers guy. So, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> I still, I still think I'd love to see Jimmy G in a Jets uniform, Jimmy G in green with the Jets and Robert Sala. I think, um, I mean, when it comes down to it, their defense is phenomenal. They're young, they're fast. They have a good receiver with Garrett Wilson. They have a Brees Hall is going to be, you know, he was completely balling out. I'm blanking out in the, uh, the name of the other wide receiver for the Jets. Um, Garrett Wilson, but, or you said you already said him. No, uh, Garrett Wilson, the other guy. Uh, he's a younger guy as well. So you you put in an experience, you know, Jimmy G, who's not going to cost a crap ton. You know, he is a bit injury prone. He's coming off another injury, but the only thing you really have to do then is is upgrade that offensive line. Oh yeah, you know what they, I mean, right? I mean, Elijah Moore. Yeah, he's a ball. Yeah, yeah, Elijah Moore. So. Yeah. I mean, I like it. I don't know how the cap space is going to work. I don't know what San Fran's going to do. Like I said, they, they have one of the best. They could potentially, you know, I might be a little premature on this, but based on the fact that Purdy's played extremely well, they might have one of the best problems on their hands possible, which is two guys that could run the offense. I mean, I know Jimmy gets so much shit, but the guy's a winner, man. I mean, if it was if he was playing any other quarterback than Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, he would be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. And, and you I, can't put, yeah, he he made one or two bad throws in that game, but you can't put the the freaking Niners defense blowing like what a fifteen point lead. You can't I'll, put that on Jimmy. You I'll know? put that. Like, I'll put that on uh, Kyle Shanahan and that entire debacle because they're they're trying to throw bombs in the fourth quarter with a ten or I think it was a ten point lead, and that's what absolutely. cost that's what cost them the game. Like Kyle Shanahan. As much as like people praise him and things, like in big moments, man, he's he's fumbled the ball a couple times. Like he was the offensive coordinator when the Falcons blew that twenty eight to three lead against the Patriots. Like, dude, you you got to figure it out, man. Like at this yeah. point, you're you're smart enough to figure it out. That's what I'm saying. Like you can put together masterful game plans, but then you're up ten points in the fourth quarter and you you put it in Jimmy G's hands to throw deep bombs. Like that's just not his game. So since you mentioned Kyle Shanahan. Who is the coach of the year? I'm going to give you four candidates. Let me know which one 
you think would be the best option as far as that goes, or if you have somebody else in mind instead? Your options are, one, Nick Sariani. We know that he hails from Philadelphia, or at least that's where he coaches. Two, Kyle Shanahan. He is the beloved coach of the San Francisco 49ers. Four, Doug Peterson. I know I skipped three, but that's okay. Doug Peterson, who now reigns in Duval, Jacksonville. And Duval. number three, Brian Dable, the New York Giants head coach. I'm now on the clock. I'm now on the you clock. are now you are now on the clock. You've had uh, about 32 <laughs> seconds before I get bored and ask someone else. <laughs> uh, who did the best job? Coach of the year, man. Who do you think? Are those four guys or is there somebody else? I mean, Lovey Smith. I haven't heard Lovey Smith's name. Bro, I, I didn't even think of Lovey Smith. Here's the thing, man. Here's where I got to tip my cap. I have one. I and this is we'll get back to all those other coaches real quick. But if Lovey Smith knew he was getting fired before that last game, and he and he like tried to win that game on purpose so they wouldn't get the number one pick, that's like the ultimate troll Savage. job. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Hopefully, that's the case because that organization is just a just a dumpster fire. It seems like, but uh, that that's a side note. But uh, I did hear that come out. That that's a rumor. Who knows? Only Lovey <laughs> Smith and the organization know, but uh, whatever. Um, uh, I think Sirianni came in with one of the best offensive and defensive lines in football, so I, I don't know if I can give him the nod. Uh, I know they overachieved. 100% they overachieved. They weren't supposed to be this good. but Hold on. So Sirianni, number one passing defense in the NFL and number three total offense in the NFL. So, okay, there's a stat for that. You can make it a very good case for him. I just I feel like the team's too good. I'll put it that way. On paper, the, the players are the, – the roster is constructed too well. My counter to that, and this is not at all the fact that I'm an Eagles fan, but let's look at the on-paper roster of the Las Vegas Raiders and you see what they did. So well, keep, that, yeah, in mind, yeah, keep yeah. that in mind as you're evaluating the rest of these coaches, my friend. So Kyle Shanahan. I mean, obviously the rookie co- coming in to play quarterback after uh, – I mean, they didn't look so good early in the season. Let, let's let's make that clear. What they've ripped off now, 10 in a row, I think, to end the year. I mean, can't can't really say – much negative about him. Uh, I, I'll leave him in the consideration. Much like Sirianni's still in the consideration, but I have my reasons why I don't think they are the the best uh, or the coach of the year. Say so, like, like. We'll go to number four again. Uh, Doug Peterson, AFC South champs for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence, highest career or highest year one to year two passer rating increase in NFL history. The quarterback whisperer, Doug Peterson. What are your thoughts on that? Caesar Milan is the dog whisperer. Doug Peterson is the the quarterback whisperer. Just, <laughs> let's just, just so we don't get that confused for the listeners. But uh, don't uh, get it twisted. <laughs> don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> Rookie season clinches the first playoff berth, berth for the G Man since 2016. Top five rushing offense in the NFL and helped Daniel Jones reach the most pass yards of his career in a single single season so danny d over there they call him danny d danny dimes or maybe i'm wrong yeah danny dimes danny dimes over there getting coached by brian dable what do you think here's my argument for all this like um well first of all i gotta plug jd shorts to check those out on youtube but i like i like the ending of one of these one of these it was uh go big blue and hit subscribe but uh i love those i love that but uh anyways Check me out on YouTube. It's JD Kingsley, K-I-N-G-S-L-Y. If you want like corny, like dad joke, like one, two liners, I do a lot of sports shorts. So 
um, about 10 to 15 seconds, a couple of rhymes just to, to sum up a game. Um, so at the very end, I always use the, the slogan of the team and then saying hit subscribe. So what he's referring to is I go big blue and hit subscribe. So love that. Or I love that. For, for the Jags, Duval and hit subscribe, you know, so. <laughs> There's, oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of good ones. There's a ton of you gotta check them out. But his his favorite is probably Skull Bikes. And uh, hit subscribe. That's, that's, Skull Bikes and yeah, and that's, hit that's, subscribe. <laughs> that's just anyway. anyway. Yeah, anyways, uh, I gotta check those out though. Got to at least give them a listen. I I think you'll like them, but you gotta at least give them a listen. But if you're um, a dad, definitely listen to them. If you're not, <laughs> then you know, get, help out help out a struggling YouTuber. Why not? <laughs> anyway. I mean, look at Daniel Jones' stats last year in comparison to this year. 10 touchdowns, 7 picks. The year before, 11 touchdowns and 10 picks. Not that they're extremely impressive, but his court, his completion percentage uh, has improved uh, 3% this year. He has almost 1,000 yards more than he did last year. And 15 touchdowns, 5 picks. They don't really have that many weapons for him offensively anyway. Um, They've been Yeah, wide receiver's been injured all year. He's created a real rapport with... Um... What's his name? What is it? Isaiah? Nope, nope. That's the wrong guy. Blanking out. Just one wide receiver that he he really kind of hit it off with in the passing game toward the end of the year. And um, Isaiah Hodgins. I knew it wasn't Isaiah. Isaiah Hodgins. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Darius Slayton's been injured. Kenny Galladay. Who is he? You know, where yeah, he's done he nothing. At? He's done nothing for them. Yeah, Sterling Shepard is on IR. You know, like all these guys. So I think it's safe to say that Dable has coached above and beyond almost everybody's potential on that offense minus Saquon because we know what Saquon could do but that team if they would have won four games I don't think they could have fired Brian Dable first year because like who do do they have you know what I mean uh I'm blanking on his name it's uh shoot the defensive player the first round pick uh uh, Thibodeau Thibodeau yeah Thibodeau yeah yeah. he's a he's a player he's a stud already he's he seems an, like he's an asshole he, he he's has an, an asshole, attitude problem he definitely has he, an attitude problem uh so we'll see how long that lasts there i mean i don't think brian dayville takes that type of shit lightly uh but anyways uh outside of him saquon i mean it's like who else do they have so that's why i say and especially in a in a year that really the commanders were the only team that wasn't very good but they were still competitive as you know down the stretch uh, and they almost made the playoffs. So I mean, in a in an NFC East that was loaded this year with the Eagles, Cow or Eagles, Cowboys, and then obviously the the Commanders even making it a, a challenge uh, in these divisional games. Like, I mean, he's overachieved and then some. He made Daniel Jones look like um, I'm not gonna say look like Peyton Manning or something crazy, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it's a little he, wild uh, there. <laughs> <laughs> for what he walked into and and for what he got done it is, I have to give my nod to. To Brian Dable, and it sucks because I miss. I already missed the Giants being a pushover because uh, <laughs> they were so bad for so long. But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely changing, and for Big Blue, that's the funny thing is, is I didn't even intentionally skip him for whatever reason when I was talking. It's one, two, four. My brain went, but um, option number three. Hey, I gotta I gotta agree with you here, man. All respect to what Dable has done by far, taking a roster. That many thought would, would barely do anything whatsoever and just coaching them really well. I think the Giants are in a really great shape moving forward. I, I got to give it to Dable as well, regardless of how this plays out. You know, Sirianni, he's done a hell of a job, but the roster was just beautifully constructed by Hallie Roseman. You know, Shanahan, offensive guru who just can't get it done in big games. But again, you know, top defense. Christian McCaffrey trade was one of the best trades of the year. 
you know, Dougie P down there, like you said, the, the division's trash, but, you know, Doug really just helped Lawrence with, you know, his development, but yeah, I, I got to go Dable as well. Um, and I don't even say that with pain, you know, it's like, Oh, if he was a Cowboys coach, then, then yes, I'd have to say it with pain, but we all know that as long as Jerry's there, they're never going to have a coach of the year, just maybe a oh. GM of the year, which will be Jerry. And that's if he wins a Super Bowl, which, uh, is, um, unlikely at this point in time but anyway oh. you know no, no disrespect to to the cowboys but the commanders did dump them last game of the season so riverboat ron somehow got off the barge and uh <laughs> made sure his players did some things with, with their uh third round rookie anyway so yeah i just got to give it to, to brian dable with that being said i forget my next thought i i totally blanked out on what i was going to say about that so with that being said, let's move right along. So for the coach of the year, it looks like Aaron and I would both give it to Brian Dable, although all four of those guys, um, definitely a case that they would be deserving. Lovey Smith, you'll just have to have the uh, screw the first round pick award. We'll give that to you. Um, definitely deserving of that. So we want to give a little clap uh, to Lovey. So Chicago fans, you're welcome. Lovey Smith didn't do it. Wasn't he the coach of the, the, the Bears for a while? Yeah, yeah. So he's just giving back to the Bears community, man. <laughs> that's that's what it was. That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, boom. Hot take. Lovey Smith giving love back to Chicago. Anyway, so yeah, we'll move. <laughs> we'll move along here. Where were we moving? Oh, oh yeah, I know where we're moving. We're gonna move in something classy. Talking about Mercedes Benz, baby. But uh, Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta has been chosen as a neutral site for a Chiefs Bills AFC Championship game. So. Um, there we go. If the, if the bills end up having to play the chiefs, they're going to be down in Atlanta. So Atlanta has something potentially to celebrate because they sure can't celebrate their season. Oh, um, wow. Massive, so. massive shot taking it, man. what the Falcons ever do to you, man? That's, that's, that hurt me. I, and I'm not even a Falcons fan. Hey, you're just a push over them, baby. You can't handle, oh. the, can't handle the heat. You can't handle the heat, Aaron. Get out of the kitchen. If you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen. But I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll say one thing real real quick on that, and then we can move on. But And this isn't me being a Penn State homeboy or whatever you want to call it, a, a Penn State boy or however, you know, you want to call me a fanboy or whatever. But uh, <laughs> why don't they try and play an NFL game at, at Beaver Stadium? I mean, come on. 100, 100 and what? I think it holds 108 on a like a full sellout. Like how – I want to see an NFL game with 100,000 people, whether it's in – Ann Arbor and Michigan. Uh, I think Alabama even touches a hundred thousand, but uh, Alabama, Michigan, or Penn State needs to imagine a Super Bowl with a hundred thousand. I mean, come on, that who wouldn't want that? You know what I mean? That is absolutely wild. The NFL would probably have to pay the NCAA more money than they want to, thus cutting their profit margins down. So that's probably yeah. why it won't happen. Let's be honest here, man. But I do see your point, and I like the thought. That is absolutely wild to think about. So. We'll go moving right along to the Super Wild Card Weekend. Since we're talking about Wild, let's just go through these slate of games here, man. Saturday, um, we got the Seahawks and the 49ers. I think it's it's great that they're, we're starting off the playoffs, which will probably be the biggest, well, eh, Dolphins and Bills potentially. But this is going to be probably one of the worst games of the playoffs as far as final score goes, matchups. It, it's going to be it's gonna be something fierce. Um and the interesting thing is, is all six of these wild card games are, are just rematches from the regular season, including quite a few divisional games. Um, so you know, the 49ers beat the Seahawks twice during the regular season, and I think there's going to be much of the same. Uh, what do you think? Do you think uh, Brock Purdy comes out with 
a little bit nervous, make some mistakes, or do you guys been pretty cool, calm, and collected? But you know, this is this is the bigger stage. This is do or die. You know, lose lose the game, go home. I'll say this. I mean, I've I've heard people talk about before former players and things. It's hard to beat a team three times in one year. So I don't know, man. I give Seattle at least a fighter's chance. I mean, I don't like I said. I don't think they're gonna win. Uh, you don't got the twelfth man. All respect to the twelfth man. Let's let's you know put respect where respect is due. If this game was in Seattle with with that most important twelfth man, uh, we we'd have a a better chance uh, calling an upset. But uh, it's gonna be tough, man. Going that that stadium is like hostile for whatever reason. It seems like like those those fans really uh, make noise there. So um, gonna be tough. Geno Smith. I mean, he's coming. Probably gonna come back to earth. I expect against that defense. It's just it's a tall task to ask Geno Smith to go in there and and win a game. But I'd love to see it, man. I, I'm not a 49ers guy. I don't I don't pretend to be a 49ers guy ever. So uh, <laughs> I, I hope the uh, I hope the Seahawks can put up a fight at least. Yeah, I mean, obviously being in the playoffs, we want to see some good games overall. I think the 49ers will win the Seahawks, though. Your optimism just had me place a one dollar bet on Bet G. Bet GM. We should get sponsored oh. by them because I just gave them a, uh, a <laughs> shout out. But make sure that you're where you are at. It is legal to bet in that state because we would do not and will not be responsible for anyone getting in trouble. You will be prosecuted with the full extent of the law. <laughs> anyway, no, no, just just oh. having fun tonight. But you got a cop on the show. Oh, super wild car weekend, baby. Gotta get wild with it. <laughs> yeah, don't drink and drive though. Get wild at your house. You know what I'm saying, put the keys. Yeah, down. right. Yeah, put the keys down. Absolutely. No, um, I, I think you you bring up a point, you know, being in San Francisco, it, it's definitely going to give the Niners a big edge. And, you know, you got Geno Smith. It's probably his first playoff game versus Brock Purdy, who's it's going to be his first playoff game. But the San Francisco 49ers are loaded with people who know what they're doing in the playoffs. So as long as they're not in the Super Bowl, Purdy will be good. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan is great during the regulars, the regular playoff games. So. Yeah, I think uh, 49ers take that one pretty handily, though I did just put in a dollar bet on the Seahawks just just for the heck of it. Um, love it, love it. <laughs> I'll move on to the next game of that day, man. Uh, Fifth-rate Chargers versus the number four seed Jacksonville Jaguars beat the brakes off of, of the Chargers. I think earlier in the season it was like 38-10. to 10. I mean, Herbert was playing through a bit of an injury, but you know, the char- Chargers got absolutely annihilated. <laughs> You know, this is down in Duval again here. Um, we know the Chargers have a history of just absolutely flopping in the playoffs. Wide receiver Mike Williams is questionable with a back injury. You know, Herbert, you know, he can make something happen out of nothing. But do you, do you see this game being being close? You see the Chargers beating the Jags. What are you looking at here, man? Chargers are actually favored, which I think is a bit of a joke. But what do you think? Wow, <clears throat> that is surprising. Um I think this is Jacksonville's game to lose. Um, I just feel like they're too hot going into the playoffs. No disrespect to the Chargers. I mean, they've been on a roll as well. Um, I think Brandon Staley was coaching for his job. Maybe still will be if if they get blown out in this game. Who knows how that Mm -hmm. situation will will go about. But I don't know, man. I I just trust Doug Peterson more than Brandon Staley. Uh, That's one thing. I've seen Doug Peterson in the playoffs have his team. The teams are always ready to play. Uh, under him, and they seem like they really want to play for him. Uh, it, it's it's in Duval County, man. That's that's that is most important above all else. Duval, <laughs> do, it, do it for Duval. That that's massive. But uh, no, in all in all seriousness, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars win this game by about a touchdown. Um, okay. If I were to were to be a you know, I'm gonna put some money on it. So I'm not even gonna say if I were a betting man. I am a betting man. 
Put your so, money where your mouth is, buddy. Put what do you think, man? You, I, I think this will be a good game. Like I, I look forward to this game. Um, obviously the the late the the eight fifteen start there, that'll be interesting to see. Um, but you know, good climate you expect, good good weather. Um, uh, so probably a ton of yards, maybe a ton of points. Um, so it should be fun to watch. I, I'm excited to see this matchup. Where normally I, I couldn't really care less about these two teams, but I mean it's a wild card. It's wild and and it's a wild card weekend. A, definitely a closer game than the last time. I, I can't imagine the Chargers going in and getting walloped thirty-eight to ten. But stranger things have happened. I think the Jags will will probably take this game. I think the Jags have a better defense. Um, Super Bowl winning coach. I think Trevor Lawrence is made for the big stage. Not that Justin Herbert, you know, isn't capable of doing so, but I just think Lawrence is a lot better chances um with the coach with the fact that he's at home with i think you know the better defense jacksonville's defense and no offense no offense to bosa but in my opinion jacksonville's defense is better than the chargers and i think as the jaguars proved against tennessee you know when it comes down to it if the offense stalls the defense can get it done and i think that'll prove invaluable i'll ask you one quick thing man uh what about khalil mack like i feel like he kind of disappeared off the face of the earth going Going to the Chargers, like he hasn't really done much, huh? Like I, dude, he he was wreaking havoc on the Raiders and then the, the Bears. I I just I, I he was one of my favorite players in the league, and now I just don't. I haven't heard anything about him. It seems like so. I'll be completely honest. I I compl- I totally forgot that Khalil Mack was even on the Chargers. That's um, what I mean, right? Like it's yeah. Crazy. Like, I I don't know where he's been at either. Maybe he's still, quietly quietly had a good season. I'm not sure. Eight sacks. I mean, he still had eight sacks this year. I mean, that's not that's not terrible for a linebacker. Um, yeah, he was rocking for like 15 plus you know, times in his career. What? Yeah, 15. Yep, 2015 yep. was. I guess 15 was his highest. But you know, uh, 10 plus every year from 2015 to 2018, and since then production hasn't been as high. So I don't know, man. I'm looking for the Jags to win this game. Overall, take that to the bank, but it's probably closed because it is at night when we're recording this. So <laughs> move right along here, man. I just another absolute, uh, just atrocity of a playoff game. And this is no <laughs> fault due to uh, no fault to the dolphins. You know, they've had some really crappy luck with quarterbacks, obviously with Tua, but we get to watch the Buffalo bills absolutely destroy Skyler Thompson and the visiting Miami dolphins. So, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is questionable. Um, chance he plays, but according to uh Mike McDaniel was it Mike McDaniels down there? Yeah, yep. they do they do expect Skylar Thompson to be be the starting quarterback. And oh man, I, I'm I'm all bills in this one. I can't imagine this even being close. I, I, if they don't cover the cheetah for like a quarter, this game might be close. But they'd pretty much have to just play with like a man down just just for Miami to have a chance. Honestly, like it doesn't seem like it. There's any any real hope for Miami. Uh, to come through to win this game. They barely won that last game. They didn't even have a touchdown. So the Bills would have to come out, you know, flatter than dot, dot, dot to, to lose this game. So what, what are you thinking? Uh, I would I would love to know what you're thinking on, on the on what that was going to be. but It's an ellipse, man. It's an ellipse. It's <laughs> filling the blanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I agree, man. I, I, I think, I mean, the Bills this year have kind of, I want to say like, there's a lot of games I think they could have dominated people more than they have. So, and they've kept people in games. I know the Dolphins beat them, you know, once during the regular season. Obviously, much different circumstances. But with Skylar Thompson, man, do I really give him a fighter's chance? I, I 
honestly, I can't on paper. Like, there's no reason to. So, yeah, I, I do feel for Mike McDaniel. I, I seem to like the guy at least. Not a big Dolphins guy either for whatever reason. i just not a, not a fan of that franchise either. But, you know. Who do I, you like? <laughs> outside of, like, the Eagles and the Steel. And I have some – I have respect for the Steelers organization. But other than that, man, not – not maybe the like the Panthers. I don't know. That, that We can talk <laughs> about that on another episode. But. Sam Darnold and the Panthers. Let's go, baby. <laughs> I like I like Duval, do it for Duval, Jacksonville. But uh, anyways, yeah. now, it's a thirteen and a half spread. I was trying to DraftKings has been wonky all night for me, so hopefully we don't get sponsored by them. But anyways, Damn, uh, Jim. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I I see this being around that type of spread as far as the game. I mean, if the if the Bills don't win by ten or more, I'll be kind of shocked. Uh, they should, and I think they will. Uh, especially up there in that frozen tundra 2.0 that is Buffalo. Um, so <laughs> good luck to the Dolphins, but it's, it's going to be a long day prop most likely. Yeah, I, I said it in the last show on, on Monday, and I, I said that by the end of that game, Josh Allen's probably going to be sitting on the bench as someone else is taking the victory knees. So should should be a bit of a uh, – should be a snooze fest if you're a Dolphins fan, a very painful snooze fest, but – do it for DeMar 100%. I'm going to be tuning in on that game for sure. So a Bills in a blowout, as we'll, as we'll call it. So you're uh, Giants head coach of the year and, and Vikings. This is something that you and I have gone back and forth. I know a lot of people are calling the Giants to, to win that game and not putting any respect on the Vikings, but you have a different point of view. And after that, I'm going to argue. So go ahead. Yeah, man, as much as I don't want to – goodness sakes i mean it's kirk cousins in in a meaningful game uh kirk duggins oh god man i i don't two chains (laughs) the guy the guy he just when the lights come on man it's like where i can't find him but i am gonna i as much as i sound like i'm gonna pick against him i i just think the general public picking the giants so heavily i'm like dude this giants team is yeah, they're they've overachieved, but are they good? Are they a good team? I don't I, I don't know if they're a good team. They're nine seven and one, and they tied the Commanders. So, um, I, they've overachieved. Brian Dable is the quarterback whisper. Uh, he's not the dog whisper, <laughs> but he is the quarterback whisper. But uh, we said Dougie P was the quarterback whisper. So there can uh, only be a, one for sure. For what he did with Daniel Jones, he's a he's definitely a okay. But uh, I continue. <laughs> I mean, dude, it, it's. Obviously, the the Vikings head coach has overachieved as well. I think just coming off the year they had last year in comparison, uh, winning that division and, and I don't know, man, they win close games. So I could see this being a close game and the Vikings pulling out another close game victory. I don't think they go past the divisional round, uh, but I do think they win this game in a very in a close one. I, I just think the Giants are going to be too heavily on Saquon. They don't have enough people to throw to. Um, and I think Justin Jefferson will will do his thing. You know what I mean? So I, I just think it'll be a little bit too much for the Giants. But this is not a game that either neither of these teams are going anywhere. I'll, I'll say it like that. Maybe maybe I'll actually speak uh, the opposite into existence, and the Giants will go on some <laughs> crazy magical uh, ride uh, like they did with Eli. But I don't see it, man. I say Vikings by three. The Vikings did win twenty seven twenty four on Christmas Eve, and they had to come from behind victory over the Giants. I don't know, man. I, I have to disagree. 
Uh, my hot take is the Giants are going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Um, that's an extremely hot take, and I'm going to take a lot of fire from it. But that's not my desire. As, as you would say, I hope I'm wrong. But I'm going to take the Giants in this game. I just think, you know, ultimately, like even their their backups gave, gave Philly issues at times. Um, the Vikings are, are due for a come down from all those close close wins. Like you said, <laughs> when the lights come on, Kirk Thuggins disappears. If they win this game, it's going to be Justin Jefferson. He's going to have to will them to victory on offense. Their defense is Swiss cheese. Oh, um, wow. The Vikings absolutely have a terrible defense. And you <laughs> yeah, look at the do. stats, man, it's, it's trash. And they, they go, they put everything to shut down Saquon. I think Daniel Jones will use his legs. I think he'll end up rushing for, for a decent amount, scrambling, maybe get a rushing TD. I think as long as he can avoid turnovers, you know, interceptions, I think the Giants will, will eat this one out, to be honest with you. So Danny that's dies. my take on that. Danny Dimes throwing dimes. That's what's up. All right, JD. I mean, there's still still two games we haven't we haven't touched on yet. I mean, we got the Sunday Sunday nighter and the Monday nighter. Uh, Ravens Bengals Sunday night in Cincinnati. What what say you? I mean, what this game is not going to be paid by by Lamar. So so what do yeah, you think? Boring, 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 and disappointing. Like the Ravens season, to be honest with you. I mean, Lamar put the team on his back, and with him out, the, the Ravens are just so depressing to watch. They can't score. Snoop Huntley is he he plays like he's Snoop Dogg. He's high as shit. You know when he plays, it's, he he just he's slow. He makes bad decisions. Um, with the football, he can't, you know, at least Anthony Brown could throw for over 200 yards, like oh. just flat out. You know, I feel bad for Ravens fans. They really do. Um, but the Bengals, they should be able to roll in this game without too much difficulty. Lamar did say on Twitter that he, he does still have inflammation in his knee. Um, and he doesn't feel a hundred percent. He wishes he could be out there. Uh, I think it's more of a business decision. He's definitely not a hundred percent. The Ravens are not going to make the Super Bowl. There's no reason for him to risk like an RG three type injury. So, um, man's going to get paid, come back next season at a hundred percent and uh, go from there. So poor Huntley, he's just put in a position to fail. He's not a superstar. He doesn't have much around him on offense. You know, JK Dobbins is solid. Gus Edwards, you know, the running game, but the passing game is abysmal. The defense is great, but they're not going to be able to, to stop the Bengals for four quarters. This should be a bit of a, a bit of a blowout here. And Ravens can take their draft pick and, and maybe find some sort of wide receiver help for Lamar because they're going to have to draft a receiver. Not going to be able to afford to pay one if they give him his whatever he thinks he's worth. That's how I feel about it too, man. I mean, it's going to be tough going in there with uh, I don't care. I mean, I shouldn't say I don't care who your second string is. Maybe if it was Nick Foles or or something like that, and back in the in the heyday, but it's going to be <laughs> extremely tough, like for them to to edge out the Raven or the Bengals. I'm sorry. Um, especially just with T I mean you got T Higgins you got Jamar Chase uh mixing out of the backfield that's just like you said the Ravens have a have a very good defense and a very well coached defense mm-hmm. um but it, it's just that offense is I I don't see it doing enough I mean maybe you do have a better shot with Anthony Brown I mean he just played him a week ago he knows you know he might know some tendencies that type of thing it, it's just <laughs> When you when you don't have your starting QB and you're going into a, a team, that, I mean this team made the Super Bowl last year. It's it's the the cards are stacked against you, and unfortunately that's the case. But I mean it is it is a division game. Maybe they find a way to keep it relatively close, but uh, ultimately Joe Shiesty, uh Joe Cool, as they call him, uh, <laughs> Joe him, Burrow, him him and his crazy outfits or or stylish or swagger outfits, however you want to perceive that. Uh, <laughs> I think it'll be too much for, for Baltimore and company. 
Yeah, bro will be smoking a cigar and Snoop's going to have to go back wondering what the heck happened, you know, <laughs> flat out. Going into the last game of the Super Wild Card Weekend, which isn't even on the weekend. It's on, it's on a Monday night. We're going to go into this with the I hope I'm wrong mentality. Aaron always says that. So you got the two teams that Aaron likes least. Or I'm sorry, you got the team, one of the, yeah, we'll go with that. Because Tom Brady's on the Bucks. we got the two teams that Aaron likes least in the entire NFL. Cowboys and Bucks playing Monday night down in Tampa. What do you got, man? If you could, you you wish both of these teams could just be eliminated by, you know, falling off the Buccaneer ship. Nothing against the players, just the teams themselves. So that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you th- what do you think, man? What are you thinking? <laughs> oh man. Uh, I'll uh, I'll poke some holes in that ship, make sure that thing sinks. But uh anyway, <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, man, I can't stand either of these. I mean, I, I can't stand the Bucks more than the Cowboys. I'm sorry, uh, just because TV twelve. I mean, let, let's just keep it keep it a bean on the show. Keep it a buck. Uh, a I can't... bean? <laughs> no, me with that bean though. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hanging out with Snoop and the Bean. Okay, anyway, La- uh, Lamar and uh, Kodak Black and and Huntley <laughs> Huntley all passing a bean around. But I mean, uh. <laughs> Medical yeah. marijuana is legal in the state of Pennsylvania. I don't know about <laughs> Baltimore, Maryland, though. Well, I know it's legal in the NFL now, so. We didn't even put the disclaimer at the beginning of the show that this is a college show, 18 under two now, but yeah, we do not <laughs> condone the use of illicit substances in any way. We just we just think it's funny to poke fun at oh, uh, celebrities making way more money than us because we can. And uh, yeah, so anyway, <laughs> Cowboys and Bucks, who do you got? What do you yeah, got? Man, What's I, going on? Like you said, I wish I was wrong. It, it plays right into this game. Um I'm going to pick the Bucks. Uh Tom Brady 7 and 0 against the Cowboys. It's mm-hmm. at, at the Pirates Ship Stadium. Uh they're in Tampa Bay. I don't trust the Cowboys in the playoffs, man, and I don't care if it's a wild card or whatever it is. They haven't won since the year I was born. Uh <laughs> that's going on 26 years of not even a playoff game. Like it's just unbelievable with the talent that they have acquired throughout these 26 years, but yeah, man, I, I think the I think the Bucks roll them. And I don't think it's close. I no, I shouldn't say. That. I think it'll be a, a touchdown, but it's just Tom Brady in the postseason, man. I don't, I don't bet against the guy as much as I can't stand that uh that nozzle or uh, you know. There's a million different expletives I could insert right there, but I'll, <laughs> I'll keep it relatively uh, friendly tonight. Cowboys do have three playoff wins uh, since the year 2000, but they have oh, not advanced. Wow. 2000, not advanced. okay. <laughs> Still. I'd rather see the Cowboys play the Eagles again. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, good old fashioned shootout, no pun intended, with the Cowboys. I think that'd be neat. You know, Jalen Hurts <laughs> probably won't be at full health even with the week off, but I, I still think it'd be a better game with Hurts seventy five percent than than Minshew mania. But um, mm. yeah, I, I think the it's tough, man. I'd rather see the Cowboys win. Uh, I as much as I hate to say it, I like Dak more than Brady. I can't believe as an Eagles fan I'm saying that, Amen especially that. with the way that especially with the way I've dogged on Dak, but I'm just tired of Brady. I'm tired of his face. I'm tired of his voice. I hope he decides he doesn't want to go into broadcasting because it's just going to be obnoxious. I don't know, man. Like there's not much to like about the guy after he did what he did, you know, with the divorce and all that. Like, I, you know, if you just take away his character flaws and look at what he's done on the field, sure. You, you can like him, but I just, I can't, I can't get behind a guy who puts football before his family. I'm sure that's a lot, a lot of guys, but his he just happened to be in the spotlight. So for that alone, you can sink with the Buccaneers and your season. Cowboys over the Bucks. That's my desire. 
we'll see you guys in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hope the Cowboys win, man. Like I said, I hope I'm wrong. What makes me more and more uh, just disgusted by him is just like I know other quarterbacks get on their linemen and, and things like that, but he – I mean, he swears at the top of his lungs. He 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 makes those guys out to be like garbage, and they're not. And and he he comes onto the sideline, throws the iPad like he's a six year old baby. Like <laughs> just just man up and stop being such a. I, I, you know what? I am gonna say this because it's a PG thirteen show. Stop being a little bitch and and just, <laughs> hey and, and just and please go away. I mean, I would. <laughs> If I had enough money, I'd build an island just so he could wasn't in America anymore. That's how much I don't. I don't want to know that he's in in the same country as I am. I'm sick and tired. He's a football player. I get it, but he is such a nozzle man. Everything about the guy. Uh, every time he talks, I want to throw up. Every time I see his face, I want to break. Oh my goodness! It sounds like you're. It sounds like you're writing a country song about your ex girlfriend or something. You well, know, it's like a, that. It's like... I think I don't. I, I dislike him more. I dislike him more than any, any of them. So, uh, so yeah. ladies, ladies, just, just have, you know, if you decide to date Aaron and it doesn't work, you will not hear anything worse than this. Cause he, he dislikes Tom Brady more. So exactly. hey, it's, 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 you're in good shape, man. Date this guy. He, he's, he's a good fellow. <laughs> it's, it's, it's to the point where if, if the Buccaneers come into Philly, uh, and they fi- find a way to win, I don't even want to say this. Are you going to throw your iPad like a six-year-old child? I might, I might break my, I might break my television set like a six-year-old child. Just like. <laughs> But no, I, I just, like you said, man, I, I just, enough, enough is enough. It's been enough for like, he he's played longer, you know, he's played the quarterback position longer than anybody else. And there's no quarterback that I hate more. So it, it just goes hand in hand. Just please retire. Don't just call it a day. Your kids probably hate it uh, to the point where they hate you too. Cause you're not ever around. So just, just call, it, call it a career, Oof. man. Oof. <laughs> Well, between the Giselle, Mexican- Giselle deserves better. I'll say, I'll say, hopefully, hey, he listens hey, to this. Yeah, no, I mean, from from Snoop and Snoop Dogg and Token and Bloke and to to dogging on Team Tom Brady as a father and a person. We've covered it all tonight, fellas. It's been a super wild card weekend. So anyway, let's do our shout outs here and call call it a night. You know, most of this stuff isn't good fun. The things that aren't good fun, y'all can figure out for yourself. But once again, early on a sports podcast does not condone violence nor the use of any illicit substances. Please check the laws of the state that you live in. Make sure you're at least 18 or older before consuming anything. Make sure you check the labels, kids. Don't go to the street corner. Anyway, who are we shouting out tonight, Aaron? <laughs> oh, man, we had, a, we had a police officer on the show there for a second. I got I got to love it. Back, back to blue, back to blue. But uh, no, um, yeah, I got to shout out our usual suspects. Uh, this time I'm going to shout out Jim on his congratulations uh, towards his show, uh, 8,000 downloads. And then, uh, he's fan of the van. Yep. Jim at fan of the van. I should have, I didn't even say his, I didn't even say the title of the show. So there you go. That's why I got JD here holding it down for me. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and if you're into uh, football, the national football league or, or the Steelers, definitely check out his new show, uh, deal talk. Uh, you can see the, the reference there, but, uh, as well as uh 1420, Definitely check those guys out. They have a, a couple different shows, a hockey show, a baseball show, umpiring show. And, uh, yeah, 1420 in the morning, definitely check that out as well. The funny show and entertaining guys, Brent and Dave. And uh, Level of Playing Field, don't uh, don't forget about those guys. Also breaking down the NFL and, and all things sports up there in Canada as well. Yeah, and check us out on Twitter. Uh, 
Twitter handle is brutally honest. So without the T, so brutally honest, because Twitter won't give us the T. If you guys don't mind, feel free to share this with some friends, family, anyone that's 18 or older, and uh, rate us on Spotify, Apple, whatever it might be, that you're, however you're listening. But we appreciate all the support. Make sure you send all the angry DMs at Brutally Honest to, to Aaron and anything funny you can send to JD. But anyway, it's been a pleasure. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the show, and we'll catch you after the Super Wild Card Weekend. You already know what it is. Y'all have a good night. Be safe.